0: Welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky
1: Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky
2: Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time!
3: Welcome to Pottercast, your number one audio source for Harry Potter news, theories, discussion, as well as info straight from the makers of the books and films themselves, like me, Matt Lewis. I play Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter films, and I'm very happy to be here helping introduce your hosts, the Pottercast trio, Melissa, John, and Sue.
4: Still talking Harry Potter cover art, this is Pottercast number 84. (laughs) 84, And guess who's back?
3: Guess who's back? Mm -mm -mm. Back Who is that?
4: Welcome, welcome, welcome. John Noe is back among us. Howdy, howdy. Once again, I'm Melissa. I'm here with John and Sue. And this week is all about you. This week, we have all your calls about the the Deathly Hallows cover art. We will get to that shortly. But first,
3: I want to tell them a story about an awesome store called Borders. Because today's podcast is brought to you by Borders. Prepare for the upcoming release of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows by catching a glimpse of where it all began. During the month of April, you can purchase Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone on DVD for only $14.99 at Borders. Also, be sure to reserve Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows at Borders at 40% off. And get a free sticker. Choose from "Trust Snape" or "Snape is a very bad man."
4: Excellent, excellent, excellent. We love borders. We do, we they do, love we do. Us. all. All is lovely. Um. Quick couple, quick couple quick announcements We'll try and make them quick this time because we have a lot of calls To get through <laughs> Phoenix Rising we will be at Phoenix Rising in New Orleans Live show May 17th if you haven't registered ThePhoenixRises.org We're doing two fan panels there A panel on fan podcasting A panel on a panel on fan journalism Our live podcast will feature Drake, uh, Brian from Draco and the Malfoys And Matt who is the Whomping Willows Look I got it right Yay. Do our podcast alley voting Vote for us on Dig
3: if you don't know how to do any of those things go to podcast.com and that'll tell you how.
4: Exactly. And that's all the announcements we're going to make this week because it's such a packed show. We got to it's go. Time for to Sue's
3: news. news Sue's news
5: Sue's news We're seeing Harry in a very interesting situation, said Arthur A. Levine, U.S. editor of the Harry Potter books, as he unveiled the cover art for Book 7. In case you missed it, Scholastic, the U.S. publishers of the novels, unveiled the highly anticipated cover art from Mary Grand Parade to the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows book, which shows Harry standing in a Coliseum-type surrounding, seemingly alone under a vivid orange and white sky, but with Lord Voldemort lurking menacingly in the shadows. UK publishers Bloomsbury also unveiled their covers for the children's edition of the books, as well as the adult. With the children's edition from artist Jason Cockroft showing Harry, Ron, and Hermione in a vault-like setting amid jewels, coins, and other treasures, the adult version features a photograph of a mysterious gold locket with a fancy engraved letter S, which has been encrusted with emeralds. You can see some wonderful high-resolution images of the artwork via our gallery or by clicking on www.leakynews.com. Dh. Speaking of photographs Warner Brothers also unveiled some new looks at the upcoming movie of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix this week as featured in the current issue of Entertainment Weekly magazine. We saw new portraits of Luna Lovegood played by Ivana Lynch, Ginny Weasley as played by Bonnie Wright, Lucius Malfoy as played by Jason Isaacs, Cho Chang as played by Katie Ling and Professor Umbridge played by Imelda Staunton as well as some of the trio we also saw a striking new photograph, including members of the DA in what seems to be the battle of the Ministry of Magic, including a new look at Neville Longbottom, who's played by Matt Lewis, as well as Dan Ratcliffe as Harry Potter, who is holding the prophecy globe. To see these wonderful photographs and much more from the upcoming movie, you can find it all in our image galleries. In that same magazine, there was an interview with several of these cast members and a mention of a possible return to the Hapla Prince film director position for current order of the Phoenix director David Yates, with the magazine saying, quote, While nothing's finalized, Yates is expected to return for film six, which is slated to begin shooting this September, end quote. In other film news now, many magazines are starting to feature the upcoming Harry Potter fifth film, such as the April issue of Nickelodeon Magazine, which is holding a coming attraction sweepstakes, for a chance to attend the premiere of the Order of the Phoenix movie. You can find out much more information on how to enter this contest via our website. Finally, Potter actors Dan Radcliffe and Helena Bonham Carter are slated to appear in some fashion on a special edition of the wildly popular show American Idol, in an episode set to raise money for those children and young people living in extreme poverty in Africa and America. It is believed that Mr. Radcliffe's appearance will be taped, and we are trying to find out more information on that, and we will update you as soon as we can. The show called Idol Gives Back will be broadcast here in the United States on the Fox Television Network later this month on April 24th and 25th. Well, for much more on these news items and more, you can always find it at leakynews.com, which is updated with the latest from the world of Harry Potter. Guys...
4: Wow,
3: it has been a
5: while since I've heard
4: a good Sue's news like that.
3: We're gonna use our minds and read it story at a time cause we can read all the news that she's gonna see John, do, John, do, 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 do. John. I love it. John.
5: He's back. It's music, everyone. It's music to our ears. It's John Noe music. And the police everyone. are
4: coming to take him away. Can you no, hear me? Oh,
3: I, <laughs> I was too loud. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up that nervous.
4: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Pottercast. Sue. Thank you for all that news. We had a lot of big news. I mean, what's bigger than cover art? Honestly,
3: what's bigger? I'll tell you what. Harry Potter cover cake.
4: Wow, that is big news. It is big news. That girl is awesome. You know, who but we'll hear more about that at a later show. At that? Hmm.
3: Marge. Marge from Maryland.
4: I know. Got to move over, Marge.
3: Marge, not to be outdone, has created a three times life scale Scabbers cake, complete <laughs> oh, with yikes! licorice tail.
5: <laughs> oh yeah!
3: With a silver-shaped paw, with metallic <laughs> frosting.
4: you you're you're
5: stealing from the rest of the show now. It is
3: cancerous, though. Okay, can paw, I just say so. this?
5: Okay. I just that I have to say this because this reminds me one of my favorite movies is Steel Magnolias because I, I love women of the South. And in the in the movie, Julia so, Roberts has and her cake is like an uh, uh, the groom's cake is a, an, armadillo. an armadillo. It is. I, I was thinking of the oh, exact same thing I, when you did that. I wasn't going to say it. Thank goodness. An armadillo. And, oh my god! It was the most hideous cake in the world. And when you said the scammer's cake, there it is. There it is oh god you know what you know what you need
3: to make a scabber's cake what oh no
5: you need six
4: eggs
3: that's too expensive
4: (laughs) all right beauty and the beast disney guy (laughs) come on (laughs) jeez what is running i don't
3: know it's a a big show it's a big show guys
4: you're you're back with a vengeance i'm just i'm amazed it's a big show you're just like digging in Okay, so 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 outside of the cover art, which we're talking about constantly, we don't yes. need to talk about here again. Yeah, we did I'm get some other we got some, some I pictures, think right? Some yes. amazing
5: photos. Yes, beautiful. And the new issue of Entertainment Weekly—it should be on New Standstill. Um, they had a new f- feature, and WB released these glorious high-res photos of twelve new photos or eleven new photos from the from the movie Order of the Phoenix. And we saw Ginny looking pretty cool. I thought
4: Ginny finally looking a little better. Ginny looks like Ginny. She does. She looks like Ginny, exactly. That was huge. Except that Ginny's supposed to have brown eyes. Wow. <sighs> but I know Harry's supposed to have green eyes, so hey, what the hell?
3: Oh, Hermione's supposed to have blue eyes. Wow.
4: Well, no, she's not. No, she is. Hermione has brown eyes. No, she's not. She has brown. brown eyes.
3: Ron's supposed to have blue eyes.
5: Ron is supposed to have blue eyes. Ron but has he, blue eyes. It's WB, so man. Good. We know that then they don't really.
3: Peter Pettigrew is supposed to have brown eyes.
5: Anyway, you know what, what picture I really liked? Was, there was one really great one of Harry, Luna, Hermione, I think. Neville, yeah. Speaking of oh, Neville, yeah. Neville's looking and like the Neville, six, the sextet, yeah. yeah, and Jenny. and yeah. with that prophecy globe thing, right? Didn't Harry have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, holding the prophecy. Yeah, yep.
3: Harry had the prophecy. And Luna
5: looks like she'd been through a paper shredder. <sighs> she does, They've all Luna. like
3: they get, <laughs> they're are beaten up to no. heck.
5: Luna was the worst. So left and Harry. So Luna. that's after their battle, right? In the Ministry, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Mm. They must be. They must be
4: just at the veil at that point.
5: Oh, oh! I won't be able to handle that scene
2: but I anyway know. oh my gosh mm, can't but wait luna,
5: we also saw the lovely portrait of luna Ivana lynch's luna and melissa yeah. wasn't she looking fab with what? her her accessories on
4: her radish earrings aren't they fantastic yes, they are. i just love them she looks just so i can't believe how they found this girl like i can't believe it she yeah. looks so much like her it's it's scary
3: they all look totally in character yeah it's yeah friggin sweet
4: well, we finally have a picture of Ron in an action scene where he's not looking like he's going to run for the I next. I know, you know Ron
3: exactly. without a tummy ache
4: under the bed. like, yeah. huh. it's like we'll oh. see if that happens in the actual film.
5: And then we saw the the gang, the trio in the forest too, which was you no. Know, I feel like we've
3: seen that picture a hundred times.
5: Well, we've seen
4: it in trailers, not in a big high res. Right. Like is
3: this. that when they're meeting Aragog?
5: Crop. Oh, we could do it with him. And-
4: Tony Modley. Yeah. Toony. <laughs> but I have to tell you. The beautiful picture of Cho as well. Yeah,
5: yeah, Cho. Oh, can I just say it now? I've he's been He's
4: looking dying. Cho-ific. Dying. What? Oof. Watsu? Serious?
5: No, not serious, although, because he he's looking, he's doing that scene with with Harry. They're, they're like reading or something, and you can see his tattoos. Gary Oldman is serious. He's
4: got no shirt on. I don't huh. get it.
3: He's in a role because he was <laughs> a dog, like, and he doesn't put on clothes when he's a dog because he's a dog. Come
4: on. Come on. I, don't, I don't know what they're doing there, oh. but. Sorry, Sue, what are you you trying to to say? Oh, Oh, Lucius. Lucius.
5: My thing, my man, finally. Thank you, Warner Brothers. I'm saying it openly. Thank you for a nice, beautiful, high-res picture of Jason Isaacs as Lucius. Looking mighty fine with his new styling. (laughs) I hope he's
4: listening, sir. I
5: hope he is, too. Jason, you look fab. He's got this fur thing going on. He's got the cane up. He's got this snake ring. I mean,
3: he's (sighs) he's holding his cane like he just received it as like a present. Well, it's like, maybe. hey, look he at this! Is this a cane. cane in my hand? He
4: loves that
5: cane. He loves it. But he just looks so. I mean, he looks like you know that song by the Rolling Stones. Yes, allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. I was just like, look at him. He just bad. I loved it. Sue, so, love you're so love it. cute. I love love
3: it <laughs> wasn't at all exciting for anyone.
5: No, no, nobody was
4: excited by that photo. No, no. though I can't believe they put serious on. I'm just so.
5: He looks a little they're weird. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, the serious sex sells. Well, but no, no, not with That's those tattoos and all over. Nah, no, no. Some no. people
3: oh. like tattoos. Well,
5: some, but that I don't know. Oh, That's not our serious.
4: appealing to the tattoo-loving audience. But you know, so much for serious trying to stay yeah, hidden. True. Pop it out in his regular form in a train station. Oh. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? Hello. <laughs> what are
5: you doing, yeah. serious?
2: Not very good. You know, actually, what fly.
3: they were going to cut. Was uh, there was a scene where Sirius was taking photos of the train station and the structure, uh-huh. and the bobbies came over and spotted him and said, "Hey, you're not supposed to take photos in here."
4: Or wait, was that
5: you?
3: <laughs> oh, that was me.
5: <laughs> that was you.
3: And then they're like, "Aren't you the escapee Sirius Black?" And then he disappeared.
5: Uh-huh. You know, John, He's I magical. wonder if those, those, those—what do they call them, bobbies—over in the UK, in England? The,
3: the bobbies. Be Boppies.
5: looking for you again next time. You know, I just—they
3: probably listen to—they monitor my Skype conversations <laughs> if I talk about <laughs> wing structures anymore. Probably. They're <laughs> gonna monitor my Flickr.
5: Right. Oh, that's oh okay. Right. Well, it, when we got those photos, they—like I said—they were in the Entertainment, Week, uh, Entertainment Weekly magazine, and there was an article, and it, it's not a quote, but. This is a pretty good magazine and it said while nothing's finalized, Yates, David Yates is expected to return for film six. Which we can't mm. take as a, I'm I'm gonna I'm
4: gonna yeah. think I'm gonna say that's probably
5: yeah. correct. I think
3: from the weekly the Entertainment Weekly is a pretty reliable source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will shave my head. And we've heard
4: yeah. rumors about this, but we've heard rumors about this in the past, and we've actually put it on right, Leaky that there right. have been rumors about this in the past. So to hear it was just corroboration. I feel like I feel like it's just it's one of those things where everybody knows it's coming back, but the ink isn't dry on the contract yet. And well, and look what happened the last time when they said, "Oh, you
5: know, Emma Watson's not going to come back," and suddenly, boom! Lo and behold, suddenly
3: after five million dollars was added to her contract, (laughs) hey, Emma's back. (laughs) No, stop. (laughs) What?
4: Well, what else? I think the only other kind of big news is that Daniel Radcliffe's going to appear on American (laughs) Idol. What? I, t- I gotta tell you, I was watching American Idol. I was just ha- ho am uh-huh. watching American Idol myself, and 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 I heard them say Helena Bonham Carter, and it, right. I got like the little light flickered in my I was like, they're gonna say Daniel Radcliffe, they're gonna say, and sure enough. So what do I do? I was like, I gotta post it on Linky now. So I, I get up and I'm going over to the computer, I look on Linky. Sue's already got it up. Now, and it's like five for all long.
3: Them, it was. Pr- I think it's gonna be pretty awkward to watch their performance of uh, "I've Got You Babe" together <laughs> no! because it's a very awkward ship. <laughs> Harry and Harry. And There's there a few fans of it, but...
4: He's, he's not, not singing. He's not singing. Yeah. He's just Aww. appearing. They're doing this big idol gives back it's thing sure where they're-, they're congratulating themselves for right, being very right, charity-driven. Have- I'm sorry. I hate those specials. I hate, them.
5: Well, <laughs> I
4: hate but them. It's terrible. I love I love the charity work. I love that they're doing something. But I just hate the whole self-congratulatory feel of it all. But well, I, if it I know raises some good. money, yeah. I mean,
5: because it, it does, the money does proceed uh, organizations like Save the Children and other things. So that's a good thing. Right? There is exactly. some question though as to whether or not he's actually going to be. It, it is being recorded, taped live um, next week in Los Angeles. Um, but I don't believe Mr. Ratcliffe will be there. I think that his because well, he's still doing Equus. Yeah. Right? He's so busy. He's doing Equus. I mean, yeah, he can't right. come go out. To Let's Los hope he at least. But,
3: um, um, changes out of his Equus costume before he records the American Idol appearance. <laughs> so otherwise,
4: what do
5: you think know. Simon would read that? I don't it, think that would go over too well.
3: <laughs> Simon would be like, hey. "I just, I mean, I, I
4: congr- you know, I just think it's hilarious that he's appearing on American I know, Idol, American, American Idol. right, right."
3: I know. But I turn on the you know, British Idol. I think
4: it's Idol. great. Pop Idol. Yeah, that's where it all started, true, actually.
2: Right?
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: Well,
4: anyway, no, I lo- I, lo- I love, I love, I love that they're doing this, and it's going to bring. You know, but every time I see the little ribbon that says, I don't give oh, back, I know. I know. it just alarms yeah. the cheese factory. I mean, because a lot of
5: those programs are <laughs> Oh, no, Well, they
3: make gajillions well, every that's night. True.
5: No, I'm, they should be, they absolutely, they should be giving back.
3: I'm yeah, quite ripping happy the whole country but,
5: yeah, but I don't know, but he's yeah. not going to be singing. <laughs> no. Like, well, I mean, we don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty much. There
3: was not. talk about him covering the Hippogriff Oh, that'd be
5: rocking. That would be cool, man. Him and Jarvis Cocker up that would be awesome.
3: I know. Well, he he's works always with talking about how a rocker if he, he can is.
5: Say, maybe
3: somebody should call him out. I think
4: out. that would be great. <laughs> we okay. Go. Well. Oh, well, we got people of calling in people here, out. Why like don't we crazy. call people in? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, let's go. Let's, who's go. let's go. Let's go. Let's
3: go. Let's go. How about how about um, Marge?
5: <laughs> no. no. Okay.
3: Let's see if let's see if Tom's around. Hello. What's your name and where are you from?
5: Hi.
0: My name's Tom and I'm from England.
3: Oh, England, lovely. Have you seen the book covers by now, Mr. Tom? I, I have seen the book covers by now. And what is your humble opinion?
0: I've got a theory or speculation about the UK kids' cover. Um, oh! We can see a house thing? self holding a sword, possibly the mm-hmm. sword of Godric Kondor on Harry's back. And I think that this indicates the unity that will take place between the mag- magical species in the war against Voldemort and the Death Eaters. What do you guys think?
3: I think that's, that's probably exactly what that means, Tom, is that we're going to see some cooperation with the house elves, and how possibly other wizarding species are uh, magical species as I well. Don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think
4: that's sort of a creepy image. If you look close, more closely at that art, all their hair is being blown forward, <laughs> which would suggest that they're moving backwards. And yeah. I have to... Yeah, like they're yeah. falling. Right. Yeah. I have to wonder yeah. if the elf Sucked is not pulling something? him backwards.
0: It could also mean treachery. Mm-hmm.
3: What if they were trying to get to like, some location and the, and the elf came out of nowhere... And was like jumped on Harry's back or something and was trying to like push him off this cliff. And now they're falling like into um, a big vat of lava or something like Mount Doom-esque a little but bit. You know,
4: you know what I find really interesting about, the, about that art is if everybody on that cover, the elf or the goblin or whatever it is, is the only one in control. It's Very, yeah. you know, casually right. has his hand right. on Harry's shoulder, is gripping the sword tightly. Whatever we can see of him doesn't seem concerned or 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 wild yeah. or falling. So I don't know. I'm leaning towards, I'm leaning towards it being somebody who's causing this.
3: That'd be really
0: scary. But it's creature. I know. Creature's yeah, betraying yeah. them. But would he be able to hold the sword of Godric Gryffindor? Right. And why would he be
4: holding it on the cover? It has to be iconic and only a true
0: Gryffindor can do it. It's true. Okay, right.
4: No, no, no. Only a true Gryffindor can pull it out of a hat. I'm pretty sure anybody can pick it up.
3: Well, no, it's like the sword and the stone, though. I, like...
4: I don't think so, John.
3: <laughs> no one can lift it.
4: You know, Harry <laughs> could pull it, we know, from anywhere, and then once it's around, well, yeah. I'm pretty sure anybody could pick it up.
5: Yeah, see, that's oh. why it makes sense that it's Creature holding it, because if it is Harry that, that, you know, has some sort of Control over it or power? Where's wielding that power? Then maybe that's why. Maybe I don't know that he's causing it. Maybe he's just hanging on for dear life, and he doesn't have to worry about it because he's a smaller creature. Well, here's the thing: that's about rough. if it's a house elf, if it's a house elf, if it's
4: Dobby, if it's any of the, the two house elves we're most familiar with, if it's Dobby, he's helping Harry for sure, obviously. If it's creature, yeah. he's bound to help Harry. Ah, uh, you're right. To- so if it's a house elf, this guy is helping them. But what if it's a goblin?
0: It could be because it's Gringotts. You think it's Gringotts? I'm not sure. Hmm. It's I wonder I wonder what the hole is, like the ring in the background.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. I read an interesting theory that um they're at Hogwarts there and that all those jewels and things and hourglasses are the house points um tab- tabulation system. Or
5: the rest of the But, why, yeah. would they but have- why would they have Why would they have money though at Hogwarts? Who mm. is all that money?
3: Lunch money? <laughs>
4: I do think if the ruby thing holds up, if it's rubies because it's something of Godric's, then the then the reason that all that that armor represents different houses is because it's it's f- represents Hogwarts. It doesn't just represent Gryffindor. He's got armory. You know, Gryffindor was a
5: warrior. So,
0: mm. and then there's the red background with the color of Gryffindor as well. Mm-hmm. Very true.
5: So, did you like this cover overall? I mean, were you happy when you saw it?
0: Well, when I first saw it, I was. Really disappointed, and I've never felt that before. But um, I'm coming around to it.
5: For
4: which I just yeah. think
0: Hermione looks really odd.
4: Hermione does look really odd. It <laughs> looks like least.
0: they're seeing what Dumbledore saw when he um, drank the potion. Like their mm. worst fear. Uh, they're all be. looking
4: in different directions, which is odd. You know. Yeah. Like they're not looking at yeah. any one thing; they're just reacting to what's going on around them. But um, am I right? in Somebody told me that Jason Crockeroff does not read the book before he pa- before he does this art. Is that right? That can't wow. be true. I can't
3: be They give They get bits and pieces, uh, so. Mary Grand
4: Prix reads it. She reads it. Mm. But I'm not sure about Jason Crawcroft. They don't really talk about him much.
5: Mm. No, they don't. They don't. I would be surprised, though. Like, I would agree with what John said. If Even if he doesn't read it, he'd have to have some sort of semblance of an idea of a, a storyline, what's going on. Yeah. And, you know? He can't draw
3: it. Yeah. Didn't we hear about that from, like, a Mary Grand Prix interview recently? That that's, like, they're given specific passages... That reference certain imagery that uh, they read. Mer-
4: Mary Grand Prix gets the book. Period. I'm not wow. sure what yeah. happens with Jason Carcroft, but Mary Grand Prix has delivered the manuscript. Contrast. Right.
3: Mm, provocative. Well, thank you, Tom. Yeah, thank you. I have to move on to the next caller. <laughs> okay.
5: Well, we thanks well, sure. okay, Appreciate it. it. Right. Hi, Tom. Bye.
3: Hi, this is PotterCast. Who are you?
1: I'm Allison. How are you? Hi,
5: Allison.
1: Hi. <laughs> Hi. I just called my nine-year-old. Hi, I would really like Pottercast to call me. What do you think,
6: right? <laughs> oh, awesome.
5: Perfect. See, it was magic. There you go. It's like magic it's everywhere. Are you <laughs> That's right.
1: Oh, I'm so excited that you called. You.
3: Yeah, well, tell us your theories about the book covers.
1: Okay. I guess my, my biggest one is I keep looking at chat and it says that it's Dobby hanging behind Harry on mm-hmm. UK children's cover. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's Grip Hook the goblin from um excuse me. <laughs> from Green Gut. Yeah. And um the reason I think that is because one is so he's got a long pointy not that like ears. Right, right. Two, he's got a bald head and um she pretty clearly stated that the book is a bald head. And, um I have a puzzle that my kids have that has a picture on it from when the first first stone came out. Um And it has a picture on it that is very similar to that, where it actually has Hagrid and Harry, who both have the look of terror like Hermione and Ron do, Mm.
2: and then
1: it has um, a goblin on the front of it, and the goblin has kind of that same determined look on it that Harry now is wearing in the front of the book. But I'm sitting in a little cart, but the archway of stone is kind of the same archway of stone, and um, there's pieces of gold flying away from the cart as they're going on with this puzzle. And just kind of very stuck a cord in my mind that that's happening. And then, you know, the goblin thing also goes too because there's um goblin made armor in book five and like, right. an awful lot of of that picture. So
3: So we'll, we'll assume that they are in Gringot. And that is grip hook. What now? What now? Why are they? What are they doing there? Looking for horcruxes?
1: Yes. Um. In the first book, it said if you go try to break it into a vault, terrible things would happen to you if you weren't accompanied by a goblin. And um, probably because of Bill Weasley, they can get the goblins on their side. But I think that they're going to get into um, Godric Gryffindor's vault somehow. Either that, Hagrid, the keeper of the keys, has it—the key to the vault—or that um, Harry finds out that it's part of his legacy that he should keep it at all. <laughs>
3: so. Both very cool ideas. Mm-hmm. We just uh, we just talked to somebody who had uh, uh, was talking about that um, goblin, elf-ish-looking person too. So it's, uh, it's all the buzz right now is so what's going on with that guy.
1: I'm excited to find out. Either way. I'm you know, every time one of these uh, new big announcements comes out on Lakey I spend hours just kind of throwing that trying to find things that go together in pieces and Yeah. It, the puzzle. Yeah, and then we get emails from people who say,
4: I, "I've I've researched it, but I don't want to post it because I, it will be spoilers because I'm right." <laughs> people don't do that, but so we're glad uh, when people do that and they and they um they take it with they they take it all the grain of salt and take it all in fun. <laughs> but we definitely yeah, get emails from people who think that their research is totally hundred percent correct.
5: Right, right. But it's so much fun, though, isn't it, though, just to go out there and see, because all the different theories are so, it's so fun to see all that and put it together, and it's just, it's.
1: I just think sometimes that I am um, pretty much been following Leaky every day for two years. And hey! Yes, you know, a small obsession started by a kid's birth. Look what you're talking to. Look you talking to. <laughs> you right. <laughs> We
5: can relate. We understand.
1: <laughs> but I, I, think, oh, I get this great idea. I have brilliant idea that I've thought up, and then I go and search it, and somebody else already had that brilliant idea. So, if I don't post very much, just because it, it, you know it's not really my idea, then it's you know a joint idea. But I. That's all good. Very, very excited about the whole thing, and um, <sighs> you know I've been watching the buzz about the symbol on the spine of the UK edition, and. You know, clearly, I don't think it existed before uh, put on the spine, but I'm not sure if um, Joe put it together or if the artist put it together based on what her text was. Yeah, but um,
4: I think probably I, the it, artist based it on the text because, especially with the British edition, there's no there are no visual aids in a British edition, even in the finished British edition. Whereas we might see right. a visual aid in the American edition. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, would, I would guess that's a pretty thing, easy thing to describe. She would probably describe it as, you know, a, if either it's a rune or right. a or something, right. a triangle with the circle inside, bisect it, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. But, if it, you know, if it existed as a previous, like an alchemy or through the Freemasons or... right. You know, just historically in Egyptians and most, it, it would have shown up with somebody googled a description and I think there's like 20 pages of comments right now.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yes, good <exactly>. point. <laughs> somebody did say it resembled the key of Solomon, and then we got some other things saying it's this, it's this, it's this, it's that, and probably in all likelihood it's just what you know, J.K.
1: Rowling right. made. Right. The ring right. was there But I do so. think it is um, either symbolic from a religious point of view, and I know that a lot of people get upset about that, but I I see very strong symbolism tying the books to vanity, Mm -hmm. and um, or even alchemy, and in light of the comment that was posted from um, Accio Quote, where they mined it from several years ago, just maybe four weeks ago, that um, Joe really is wanted to be an alchemist, I would not be surprised at all if it had to do with um, the ring and the fire and the triangle being the joining of the three,
3: you know, so. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all your theories.
1: I'm so excited that you called. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're excited to have fun. I know. Yeah. I... um, I've taken the test, and I'm a Hufflepuff at heart. And my husband was Woo-hoo! taking of Probably for my next birthday, he's going to get me a license plate that says Hufflepuff. But if oh. it weren't for your bringing Hufflepuff to the forefront, I'm not sure that I would have been pay with it. <laughs>
5: Oh, but you know what? I love it. That's great. Hufflepuff is hard work. You should be proud because you get the job <laughs> done, baby. <laughs> you should
1: right be proud. Right now, you know, I am, but you know, like, rivals, right I write the book at the beginning when Draco says, well, I think if I was in Hufflepuff, I'd just have to leave now. Of course, Draco's oh. not my role model, but... Oh, not right. Certainly not.
5: <laughs> you
1: know. When, when you wear your heart on your sleeve, you don't want people to tell you that. <laughs>
5: That's right. Yep. That's right. That's right. Well, very cool. That's awesome. Yay! Go Hufflepuff.
1: Yay! Yeah. Hufflepuff.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so, <laughs> Thank much. You so much.
1: Thank you, Holly. Yep.
3: Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye.
1: bye Hi. Hi. You're on Hi. Podcast. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
3: what's
7: your name? Where are you um, from? What's your name? Um, I'm Elizabeth. I'm from Michigan.
4: Hey! All right! Hello. Yay, Michigan! <laughs> <laughs> so tell us Tell us your thoughts on the... the the covers, pick a cover, any cover, and lay, lay a theory on us. Um,
7: I don't know. I guess I really probably like the U.S. cover the most, so I guess I'll pick that one. But, um, I don't know. I've been trying to figure out where they could be, and I don't know. I've read some theories like, people saying that they're in a stadium with, like, people watching them fight or something. I don't know if that would be it or anything. But I'm trying to figure out, too... In the background, if those are like supposed to be people or
4: gravestones, or I think they're people. I'm gonna go with people on this one. <sighs> Me too. I think some of
7: them look like people, and some of them are a little bit too round to be people. I don't know.
4: Well, <laughs> slam Voldemort's butt to the ground while everybody is watching? That's why. Yes. Everybody <laughs> it happened. It
3: it's to very, be. very, it's very old, like Roman Colosseum death match style. It's yeah. like live or die.
4: Yeah, which is a fantastic way to end it—a huge, great way. Bring everybody yeah. into the ultimate arena and just go gladiator style, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, oh,
3: and then I mean, I'm sure it's probably going to end up like a big fight, like episode two Star Wars, when like everybody jumps down into the thing, and like all the Jedi are going nuts.
5: What do you think they're doing? They're reaching out for. What do you think? What's, what do you think that's happening with those hands? What do you, are they? Oh,
7: I don't know, I was trying to think that too, like, if they are, like, you know, in a Roman Coliseum type thing where everybody's watching them, it doesn't even look like they're really fighting, like, Harry has his back pretty much to Voldemort, so, I don't know, I guess they could both be reaching out for, like, the last Horcrux or something, but, I don't know.
4: (laughs) You know, Voldemort does look a little bit like he's reaching for whatever's around Harry's neck. Yeah. You know? like Harry's looking away mm. watch out I'm gonna snitch it from
3: you but maybe not what if it's a snitch
4: that's exactly what it is John you've solved the mystery
3: a snitch could be the horcrux oh,
4: giant- <laughs> <laughs> What if
3: it, it, totally, be awesome <laughs> what if it was like a really important snitch from like like back in the day of like a really important match and
5: Bowman Wright's minutes Voldemort was go. like a
3: huge Chudley mm-hmm. Cannons fan or something that's
4: he's <laughs> totally a Tornadoes fan come on oh I think no you're crazy, a Chudley Cannons fan yeah oh, <laughs> Well, thank Jeff you, Liz. Liz. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye.
3: Hi, it's Pottercast. Who's this? Hi, this is Greg. Hi, Greg from Canada. Yeah. Hey. Talk to us about the book covers, Greg.
6: Okay. Um, well, first off, um, I really love all of them. Um, but the one that I really, I think, um, really loved was the American cover. Okay. Um, I think that's just because I think it's ultimately probably going to reflect um, the ultimate theme of some of what we're going to see in the Deathly Hallows.
2: Mm.
6: Yeah. Just, I mean, just as soon as I saw that imagery, I was just thinking of that scene where, you know, Dumbledore and Harry are talking about, you know, choices and and the, it's in that chapter, um, Horcruxes, And, you know, Harry, Here's uh, something, you know, to the effect of, you know, it's, you know, there's a difference between being dragged into that arena and going in on your own with your head held high. Yeah. That whole, you it's know, just that, that yeah. whole connection, you know, that's exactly what I thought when I, when I, when I saw that image that sweeping wow. in. Wow.
4: There's an arena. Holy crap. That's
6: awesome. Yeah. I mean, because it's, yeah, I mean, it's just all about, I think it's all going to be about choices and, um, you know, just being dragged with this motivation that is within him. And I think we see him doing something very proactive in that scene. So I was just like, wow.
4: Yeah, and he is. He's got his head held high. Like he, he's living yes. out exactly what he said that it could be, it is gonna be a fight to the death, but he's got his head held high, like, ooh, I, I got chills. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Very good, Greg.
4: That was yeah. very good. And I like
6: that yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We love you here and we love you here in Canada, by the way. What
4: part of Canada Yay. are you in?
6: I'm in Toronto. Aww. Aww.
4: <laughs> I love it,
6: I love it wrong. Prophecy baby, yeah You prophecy. bet, rock
4: yeah. on! <laughs> we honestly, we can't wait
8: we'll
6: Yeah, but there. I love Yeah, i the UK cover though But, um, and I, I really do like the UK cover I mean, it's a different focus um, mm-hmm. Completely, but it was great to see The um, the trio on there
3: Totally The the funny faces making trio
4: Is that is it the UK cover <laughs> on which we've had the trio? I think it is
2: Totally, it
6: is. It is. Um, I think so, yeah. Harry DeMar- and um were uh, Prisoner of Azkaban for our version. Um, mm-hmm. Harry and Ron are in... I
4: think Sorry? the last time Ron was on a cover was Chamber of Secrets, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken.
6: Yeah. Harry and Ron were on Chamber of Secrets, and um, yeah, I think that's about it. That's oh, fine. Well, but but all way. three of them together.
3: It's Hermione's big break.
4: That's.
6: And I don't yeah. know what's up with the weird robes. I have no idea what's going Well, I sort of have a theory about the U.K. cover. Okay. I'm um, thinking Gringotts, definitely. Um, mm. It could be Gringotts. I mean, there's also, I think, in Prisoner of Band they mentioned something about it, like an Egyptian branch of Gringotts that Bill mm-hmm. works at. Right. Um, I'm not sure whether <laughs> they're doing some traveling to the Middle East. I have no idea. Um, yeah. They're sampling some of the local wear. I have, you know. Could yep. be something yeah. like that. I have no idea, um, but I also thought that the orange on the cover might be like dragon fire or something like that because they talk right. about dragons guarding Gringotts. And I think that um, it could be something like that.
2: Mm. Well, awesome!
4: Mm. Thank yeah. you so much for Very your theories. Cool.
5: Thanks a so bunch. That was great. It was nice talking to you, Greg.
3: Thanks, yeah, guys. no problem. Thanks, guys. bye Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.
3: Hey, you're hey. on podcast. What's your name?
1: Hi, it's Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay. Hey. I'm just glad you guys actually called me. <laughs> We've been yeah. calling
3: all kinds of people tonight. It's been insane. Oh, well, where are you from? And uh, what do you think of the book cover? Um,
1: I love the book cover. And um, uh, yeah, I saw the book cover. I thought, peed my pants. and I think it's awesome. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence.
3: <laughs> I wonder if anybody else peed their pants.
1: <laughs> I, I so. think it's. It, I really think it's the most gorgeous cover that's so far like it, the tone of it is so awesome I love it
3: you're referring to the US cover yes that's the US
4: cover yeah that gold cover is just such a, that orangey gold and, Such a, you know, the
1: color of it is so I know yeah 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 so I just wanted to let you guys know that um, what I thought about it uh, I agree with Melissa I think that the Deathly Hallows are the land beyond the the beyond, uh, land of the dead beyond the veil and I think in the picture on the U.S. cover, um, Harry has to go beyond the veil and lure Voldemort there um, by threatening or telling him that he will destroy the remaining horcruxes is why he's wearing the locket. And um, I think that uh, the definitely Happy Arena might be the... Um, the, uh, I'm sorry, the <laughs> uh, veil room, the death room, mm. the ministry from the Deathly Hallows' point of view. Mm. so So, um, yeah, and I, I also agree that Harry is reaching for Fox at one time. Mm-hmm. I think he's understood that um, he has to, he might have to sacrifice himself to go beyond the veil. And um, at that point, that ultimate act of love, for his friends and the devotion to the task that Dumbledore sent to him, will call to him and offer him an escape from the Deathly Hallows, leaving Voldemort and his horcruxes behind. And I think
3: that's just behind the veil. Cool. That is cool. I, I've been hearing a lot of Veil theories lately, and um, really? one of the cool things that I remember uh, reading about was how those figures in the background were... You know, shadows of the people that Voldemort had killed
2: and yeah.
1: they're all
3: coming to watch this. It's just that'd be so yeah. cool. Yeah,
1: also I was also thinking like maybe, you know, once Harry left, you know, Voldemort that left there with the ghost people he killed. Oh
3: yeah. You know. Yeah. So and they're none too pleased no. with him. Yeah.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. My Very brother
1: cool. thought that oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> My oh, brother no. I was talking with my brother about this, and he thought that perhaps the rubble in the bottom of the of the at the bottom of the picture
2: mm-hmm.
1: is that Harry had to leave uh, Ginny, Ron, and Hermione behind on our side of the veil, and told them, you know, if something happens, you know, destroy the veil so Voldemort can't get back through. So mm-hmm. oh. you know, and which would give me, which would give even more um, reason for, for me to come to him to give him an M
3: method of escape, so... Well, that's, that's wood, though, isn't it? The, yeah. the, and the veil is made of stone, wasn't I'm it?
1: Sorry, I'm sorry,
4: yeah, the arch, yeah. Yeah, yeah the arch. I know. I was, that was wood the is baffled, <laughs> completely baffling me, A, why it's there to begin with. Yeah. Because it has to be an important yeah. point. Unless unless she's just adding wreckage and destruction to the
1: scene. Yeah, maybe you know? yeah. yeah. it might be just from them fighting, but, you
3: know. Right. Well the more could have done, like, this wood spell.
4: Wood spell? You know
3: what? He could, like... Conjure up a bunch of wood to try to throw at Harry.
4: <laughs> Harry's on, like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Lindsay. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Do you know <laughs> what, John? You haven't been on podcast in so long. We haven't talked about your reactions to the book yet, to book cover.
3: Really? Yeah. Well, I have a couple. I, I fear I don't have many unique now that so many people have gotten a chance to talk about it, but one of the things, one of the smaller parts about it that I have come to think about lately is the um, bit around Harry's neck in the U.S. cover. I do not think that is the locket. I think it's far too big to be the locket. And it looks more like a pouch to me. And I am assuming that this pouch is one of these magically expandable... Uh, containment areas that uh, Harry is storing the horcruxes that he has found and destroyed around his neck to protect them. But totally, it's totally not the locket. It's totally some, some kind of pouch.
4: Mm, interesting.
3: That's what John says. Hey, welcome to Pottercast. What's your name? Where are you from? My name is Matt. i from California. Matt. Cool.
4: Excellent. We appreciate the microphone. And what did How
9: are you guys doing? doing tonight?
3: We're doing awesome. We are talking book covers. What do you think of the book covers?
9: I think that uh, um, in the U.S. edition I'm looking at right now, I think that they're actually, Harry Wolverine, actually at the Deathly Hallows, which is a place. Um, not quite sure what to make of it as far as um, the wood and stone at the bottom. So it's been uh, confusing yeah. me. It looks like they had some sort yeah. of battle or something that's going on there but i think that wherever they are it's an actual place maybe a graveyard or some sort the shadows in the background maybe uh voldemort's past victims
2: hmm.
4: a lot of people seem to be saying his past victims and i think it's interesting because you have to wonder how shadows of victims can come out of a wand if they aren't if their souls and beings aren't in a hole somewhere in the ether and and can, you know and can come back together so i think that has a lot of weight that it might be past victims and that maybe what happened in book four is it, the reason that that it, she talks about that book being so crucial for so many reasons that that could be one of the reasons that we that we see that these lives live in another place and that they could turn out to be important you know
3: yeah yeah, and there's, that four they come out of like this golden bright light yep. kind of thing when Harry is the cause of their summoning. But and it has Phoenix possibly song. they're dark. If yeah,
4: and Phoenix song I mean, comes like from that a, golden dome.
3: Yeah, there could be a counter to that that it takes place when Voldemort uh, is summoning them for some reason.
9: Yeah, I think it's also interesting that the shadows do seem to be in some sort of a circle around them too, like they're watching but not participating.
3: Yeah.
4: Do you know, when we had our our last Doomed Live podcast, somebody said that they thought it was very interesting how in the book, in book four, when Priory and Cantatum starts, Harry and Voldemort are lifted off the graveyard and onto a spare patch. And that's where mm-hmm. all this takes place. Why were they lifted off the graveyard? I've never thought about it before, but it's an interesting point. When you think about Hallows and what, what that all implies, you know?
9: Yeah. Um, That is quite interesting. I think that the reason they were lifting off the ground in Book 4 was kind of just to get them away from the Death Eaters. I don't know why exactly that would have happened, but is it possible that they could be lifted to a completely different place? That Maybe they were lifted to where they're at right now, from somewhere else completely different and far away?
4: If this happened in Book 4 because... Their wands, which are a representation of their their selves, are forced to do battle. What happens when they themselves are forced to do battle, when their souls, their beings, are forced to engage in battle? Is that how this is all elevated to a larger to a larger extent? You know,
9: that could that could be. I think maybe that connection that the powers that Voldemort transferred will come back to play right there. Mm-hmm. Somehow, I don't know. Somehow they would. uh, I'm not sure how that would work. That's interesting to think.
4: Anyway,
3: cool. Thanks a bunch for your thoughts. Bye. Good night. Bye. You. Hello. This is Pottercast. What's your name and where are you from? Hi. This is Steve.
8: from Toledo, Ohio.
5: Hey. Go Bucks.
1: Hey. Go. Happy with Ohio right now.
8: (laughs) No. Oh no. (laughs) Would
5: not be happy with Ohio right now. Sorry, sorry about Georgetown, but we got creamed anyway, Melissa. So you should feel happy about that, anyway. Yeah, that's
8: right. That's right.
5: <laughs> fine, fine then. So, thanks ourselves. for
8: calling, Pottercast.
3: Well, have you have you seen the book covers yet?
8: I have seen the book covers, and I and I think they're wonderful. I do have questions. Is she trying to do a crossover characterization with Doctor Seuss? Because I thought I saw the Grinch's hand and the cover. Uh, oh, you know, <laughs> On Voldemort. <laughs> There's a hand. There's a hand with Harry, and I couldn't understand what it was. It looked like the Grinch to
4: me. Uh-huh. <laughs> John, you said that last time. He does. The Grinch.
3: He does he look does. a little bit like the Grinch. That would be a huge twist.
8: If Boulevard started singing songs <laughs> in the seventh book, I think we could turn it into a Broadway show <laughs> in a couple of years.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: He could sing Gr- I Grinch I hope Voldemort has
4: that same paunch belly that the Grinch has. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's the best, and those Should feet that point out as well. Yeah, sitting on a recliner, popping some butter beers. That'd be great. He's a lazy really Grinch. His yep, heart yep. grows so big <laughs> that it pops out of his chest. The way you know, love, uh, love it.
3: Definitely. Great analogy. Well, what else is on your mind tonight, Mr. Steve?
8: Well, I, I I was curious on the topic or on the on the cover because they put Harry back on the cover, but uh, my sources tell me that this. Book seven is all about Neville Longbottom. Ooh hmm.
4: Sources? I'm
8: not a good up. That's my theory. And so this is all about Neville Longbottom and his uh, his plot to overthrow Argus Filch. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? what did Argus Filch ever do to anybody? Uh, he's done a lot to a lot of people.
2: Well, wait,
8: and Neville's gonna finally Neville's gonna finally get him back for all that stuff. He's what? What? he's a rude he's a rude guy, uh, <laughs> not nice to the kids, and he tortures them, That's and true. or he wants to torture them at least. I'm not sure that he has in these books, but he has in the past, and he just wants to get him for all that stuff.
3: Well, Neville would be, would be the guy to do it.
8: <laughs> Neville, yeah. Never's good at that kind of stuff. He's good at uh, facing it and see, uh, and and I think he's the guy for the job. But so that's what I thought. That's my theory on what this book's going to be all about.
3: It'll probably that's be awesome. a bit of a giveaway though if they put him on the cover, though. Yeah.
8: Right. I think she was trying to yeah trick everybody.
3: A little misdirection with putting her. A little there.
8: yeah, a little misdirection play. That's right.
5: Well, she's a tricksy one.
3: That's that's pretty good. Oh my. Yep. Oh. Uh, you didn't happen to see the the UK cover, did you?
8: Didn't happen to see the UK cover.
3: Oh, you've you've got to get around to seeing that. It has the whole Harry, Hermione, and Ron on there.
8: No kidding, all three of them this time.
3: Yep, and no Neville though, sadly. No Neville. That would have been huge.
8: Huge. <laughs> no Neville at all. No, that's a doing?
3: disappointment. We're we're holding out for the for the um, French cover. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Neville, yeah. Well, I think what I what I thought was that she was going to try to launch book seven into kind of a whole series about Neville and his life after Hogwarts and whatnot. I think I don't know. It'd be interesting to me.
3: I bet we could get at least a few chapters out of that.
5: Well, he's going to be he's going to be the new you know herbology professor. I think so. I think you could be right, Steve.
8: Yeah, I. He's that's if there's one I'm good at it, it's herbology. That's for sure.
5: That's
8: well,
3: excellent. Right. Well, thanks so much. We'll have to keep on the lookout for Argus and see if we can't maybe get an interview with uh, with that guy. See if he has any insight from Joe.
6: And if they don't,
8: if they don't go that route in the in the book, my gut tells me is that Argus Fils will be the Horcrux.
3: He'll be a Horcrux. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> his his entire person.
8: <laughs> yes. Well. More some parts more than others, but yes, I think him as oh. a whole is uh, is a heartcrush. Okay. It's just
3: weird. We'll be on the lookout.
8: <laughs> you just uh, you just keep everybody posted on that, we, and make sure you give will. me credit for that one.
3: <laughs> we will. Your name is officially your name is written down for that theory. It's in the right. books.
5: That's awesome. Thanks Thank you, man. That's great. Well, thanks, hey, for thanks
3: for the call, Pottercast. <laughs> no problem. Have a good night.
4: Thanks, to you. <laughs> <Goodbye>. <laughs> That's awesome! <laughs> I love when podcast listeners show John up. I love it. I it's do. Great.
3: With the joke. Uh, well, there's a very good reason for that, but maybe yes, at the end I of the show. Yes, I think so.
5: That's funny, though. Oh, God, love it. Uh, I love, I love podcast people. Y'all rock. <laughs> John, very good. John,
4: is that your cousin?
3: <laughs> That's my brother-in-law. <laughs>
5: thought it was. I-
3: he taught me everything I know. Everything I know.
4: No wonder he was uh-huh. so freaking. Out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought so, though, because he was a little too familiar with you. <laughs> but it's like John Noah humor. What is this about?
5: But it was so funny, though. Well, it was awesome.
3: John, John Noah humor is very much Steve humor. I think
5: so. But uh, let's, let's push it on all.
3: here. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, it's PotterCast. What's your name? Where are you from?
1: Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm from New York. <laughs>
4: You're, hey, you're from, oh. from where? Hi, Rochester, New York. Cool beans. Hello, how are you? I'm and I'm really good. Well,
3: <laughs> Well, what is your thoughts on the covers for Deathly Hollows?
1: Um, well, actually, I sort of have a theory. The U.S. cover. Okay. Um. Well, I was sort of thinking that um maybe um it's the covers, the bail room and from um to, from. The other side of the veil. Because I really think that the hallows um, show the veil, except, uh, like, they represent the veil and the, um, the, between the living and the dead, the world of the living and the dead. that Harry has to go beyond the veil. So.
2: Hmm.
3: What do you think, Sue? Oh,
5: well, I, I think that the hallows are objects, but that that is the the, that they do have to go beyond the veil for this scene that they're in right now, but
1: it's interesting well that. i go ahead well i was, I was sort of like the theory of Harry having to go into the one because I'm a fan of like his dark materials where the main characters have to do that, and I yeah. thought it would be really cool if um if Harry had to do that as well, so mm-hmm.
5: well, a lot of people you are not alone in that opinion that's for sure <laughs>
4: yeah <laughs> though i i just I have to wonder if that's the reason he won't. <laughs> you know I mean I'm, I'm with her I think it's part of the whole hero journey but I, I think there are so many iconic pieces of literature that she has to tr- struggle not to be compared to yeah that that, yeah
1: definitely but, I, but sorry um, but I sort of think that you know like his dark materials is not like really one of the more common um, like sort of uh,
4: yeah well not in Brit- like cliches and fantasy in Britain he's like but- revered as like a Shakespeare for that for that kind of for that work. Yeah. And and I I mean he is a, he's a brilliant if you haven't read these books, read them right now. But in in, in, mm-hmm. in the UK from what I hear they you know they treat his his books with complete reverence, you know. Um so
2: maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Well the
4: other
1: thing I liked about that is I thought that the shadows in the background could sort of be like like the souls that went beyond the veil. So and maybe that they'll have to help her in some way.
5: Yeah, I, I believe that too. I agree that I think that, that those are the the ghosts of his victims. I just think that would just be poetic justice for them to all be there to watch that. You know, so I'm with you on that. I think
4: that that golden light could be could be again imbued with Phoenix song. You know. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah,
1: that would be amazing. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. You have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye. What's your name and where are you from?
4: Hey.
10: I'm from Southern California. Right now I'm in Irvine in the garage of my office.
4: Okay. Very Ooh. cool. Well, this is Frack, everybody. Yeah. Our friend Frack, who we have tried to get on this show many times, and he has had horrible luck Woo-hoo! every time. Frack is our
3: resident leaky illustrator who has profound opinions as an artist about the book covers. Absolutely. <laughs> he was actually consulted from Grand Prix at the time.
4: Yep,
5: totally.
3: For yeah. opinions.
5: That's that. <laughs>
8: Yeah, that's
10: very true.
5: So, what do you think, dude? What do you think? Give us a lowdown. I
10: I really like it. It, In the meantime, like since last time I talked to you guys, I was looking at just some of the other country ones and whatnot. And Mm -hmm. I think it was today. I was looking at the the, I think it looked Hebrew. I couldn't tell because it was another language on the website. But I just googled Mm -hmm. it, and like those are really. I'm waiting to see. I want to see the seventh cover for that because that one's like they're literal illustrated pretty much. But like the UK one and the US one, I'm just I'm thrilled about, and I can't get over... I keep thinking about the whole wandless stuff that you guys mentioned before. Like They don't have wands, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's really mm-hmm. interesting, you know? I well, just... That... And then just technically, the artwork is like, I'm really liking her color scheme she picked. Yeah, It's a nice contrast between like the, the tone of the story and the mm-hmm. covers, like, recites. Then dump. it makes Voldemort even more menacing because he's, like, he's green and red and, like, dark, and the rest of it is almost his complement with this kind of bright red orange, and so he's just kind of, contra- you know, contra- he's yeah. on the cover very nicely, so. Mm.
3: Well, there's been a lot made recently about wandless magic, um, as we've had lots of reports from the Order of the Phoenix film that um, not only did they keep the scene at the beginning of the film when Harry does a, a Lumos spell with his wand out of his hand, but also there is some heavy wandless magic happening in the Voldemort-Dumbledore battle. And um, the fact that this is a possibility in, in this world and that Harry could be up to some of it in Book 7 is very exciting.
10: Yeah, and it's kind of like, well, Siri, like even the, anima- the Animagus, they can do wandless magic. You know, it's a form of wandless magic. Sure. Like, Sirius was able to do it in Azkaban. So, That's like, true. I'm glad that they're ex- kind of expo- <laughs> uh, exploring that more, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's not just some, like, fluke, like, oh, it's just convenient for the story. That's quite possible, you know what
3: yeah. I mean? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but during my Harry Potter dreams, I'm always doing wandless magic, and it's always <laughs> the dopest thing anyone's ever seen.
5: Does it have anything to do with acu-ing food?
3: I am always acu things that are on the shelves and burritos <laughs> off the, behind the <laughs> counters. <laughs>
4: Okay. It's delicious.
3: I think it's time. Is <laughs> time to move on from He's Talking
4: about his dreams about burritos. It's always time to take a move somewhere.
3: Oh no. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mr. Frack. I think
4: this time it'll work, I'll out. Thank I you think will be on the show. Bye dude. Hello, welcome to Pottercast,
3: the one and only podcast tonight doing call out shows.
4: Pottercast! Hey! How are you
7: doing? How are you doing? Pretty good. This is actually my first real time using Skype, so That's awesome.
3: What did you think of the cover?
7: I thought it was really awesome. Um I thought I thought I thought it might be behind the um the other end of the of the veil in the um like the waiting room of death or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um I think I think they might be reaching for Wormtail who's going to grab him with their uh, his silver hand. Oh. I, I, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a loose theory, but I really like it.
3: I think that's cool Wormtail could be all you know in rat form.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: Flying around with Hedwig.
5: Yeah, I think I think it works.
4: Hey, I wonder when he's in rat form, does he have a silver paw?
3: Yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah,
5: must
4: be <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it would.
3: Well, thank you so much, Tony.
4: <laughs> thank you. Bye. See
3: you. Hey, it's Pottercast. Who's this, and where are you from? My name is Mario. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. How's
8: it going, Mario?
4: Doing hey, Mario, Python. How you doing?
8: Doing great. <laughs>
4: are you you gotta need uh, New York in you.
8: Uh no, no New York. Sorry about that. Aw, uh, sad. <laughs> okay. Well, so who am I? Who am I talking to? Melissa, John, Sue. hello, Sue. How are you? I'm and well. I'm Steve.
4: Steed,
3: Say hi to Steve. Steve and,
4: and Jeff. Hi, Steve. And
3: um, and Jeff and Matt.
5: Matt. Our MJ's. And okay. Jeff
8: and Matt. How's it going, guys?
3: And Hagrid. No, not Hagrid. No. <laughs> 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 Tony Mazzie. No, we're all doing awesome. We're all talking book covers tonight, dude. Yeah. What so what thoughts? do you guys think? What's the what's the general uh,
8: consensus uh, been on the last few phone calls?
4: It's been that John should never compare Star Wars and Harry Potter again.
3: No, <laughs> everybody's thinking that the UK cover is showing Gringotts and a goblin, and that a lot of people are thinking the US cover showing something behind the veil and something creepy and general and all that.
8: Nonsense. Well, yeah, no, I definitely, you know, had a couple of my buddies over this weekend and we were. Uh, doing among other nerdly things discussing the covers which was a lot of fun and uh, I printed out a big big I don't know whatever had it up on my wall and uh, we were looking at it and uh, it definitely um, seemed like that was put in the veil with the curtains but uh, with the UK uh, edition uh, my brother swears he sees a dragon in the reflection of Harry's glasses I don't know but
4: who knows dragon
3: now that would be pretty darn cool
8: yeah well i mean don't they mention in uh i forget which book that there's dragons the gods because i mean we're assuming he's in green gods right i mean yeah. i don't know what other vault could there be be in a pyramid maybe in the mysterious dim passageway on the marauder's map
5: yeah see thank you for mentioning that because i think that those passageways there's seven of them by the way that that make a difference, you know? So I think you could be right. You could be right about those passageways. How
2: many things did she
8: mention that, uh, you know, she didn't come back to later at some point, so... Right. Yeah.
4: I'm right. taking a look at these glasses, because...
5: Well, you can see, and if you look, like, some of them had them, you can see almost, like, two faces, and, like, like Ron and Hermione, too. If you look really close, it kind of looks like there's, like, reflections of faces, too. Jeez, man. It's, it's awesome. If you get them really, really close In the In his glasses? Yeah. Yeah
8: I, yeah, I don't know. To me, it kind of looks like there's uh, gold, but who knows?
5: Yeah. Hold on. But there's some def- I agree that there's definitely something in- reflected in those glasses, for sure. I'm looking.
8: Can't get a to. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, I'm not familiar with the U.K. covers uh, formerly. I mean, yeah. was this uh, illustrator, is he usually hiding things in the she no, hiding no. things in the images is that common or oh, it's pretty much I
4: don't know filled scene for, yeah for five it was the phoenix for six it was the the cave the, the moment in the cave when Dumbledore uses the, the fire spell and for this I mean I'm looking at it all I see I gotta tell you are really just some blurry yellow and red um, reflections but I could be wrong
1: I think I have to go with
4: him yeah. also I don't know you know but that, that whatever is behind awesome. Harry is freaking me out, man.
1: Yeah.
8: Thank you, Mario. Yeah. Oh, and also, what is Harry wearing around his neck on the American car?
3: A pouch that he keeps all of the Horcruxes in. That can so all of the Horcruxes in the pouch. It grows and expands like Moody's trunk. You can fit whatever you want in that thing. <laughs> you could put a, you could put a broom in there if you wanted. You must have read the book. You'd think I'd have, but. uh, we do get privileges around here doing Pottercast. <laughs>
4: okay, well, thank you,
2: Mario. <laughs> Ayo, thanks, to Mario. All right, thanks. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye. Hello? Who's
3: calling into Pottercast?
4: My name Piper. Is what?
3: You sound hyper.
1: Piper. Oh, my name is Piper. Oh, my Piper.
3: oh, very cool. You called right in the middle of our call-out show. You have won a brand-new life-size Dobby from the Sharper Image. Valued at approximately $600. <laughs>
4: Thank you. So hit us with a theory now that now that you th- now that you called in our call-out show,
3: and in- incorporate Dobby.
1: Okay, I think that they're going to be back. I think House Elves are going to be back, and I think that um they're going to play like a big part in it. I think that they're going to like either join the bad side or join the good side. But Dobby be you all know, like, no, be on the good side.
3: Now, why would the House Elves be bad?
1: I don't know because we want power and like maybe like. They'll, like, do something for them to get... For, like, the bad people to get... Yeah. Power. They're in house elves.
3: I mean, house elves don't even want to be free. Why would they want power?
1: Because, like... I don't know.
2: Oh, uh. Because,
1: like, maybe, maybe like, Dobby and, like, other elves, like, influence them. And they're finally, like... I don't know. I think that they're gonna, like, change.
3: Do you think you could imperious curse a house elf?
4: If they could, Creature would have... Had um... At him during the- yeah! You know? I be think all
3: two fun. Hmm. 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 Mm. Send us an email with your address so we can send you your life-size oh, Dobby. I say these
1: things. <laughs> all
7: right.
3: Sponsored the by the Warriors Sharper Image. be
4: real annoyed. <laughs> all right, I will. Yeah. We have Thank you. All right. Thanks very Thanks, much. Piper. Bye. Bye. Well, we made it. Powdercast did not explode. Woo-hoo. We got through Wee- the
2: show.
4: Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> that was hard, guys. Some tricky moments there <laughs> Okay, Pillsbury It's not Pillsbury, it's Tigger God dang it more like, Sounds more like Pillsbury to me
3: <laughs>
5: That's totally <laughs> There you okay. go, we
4: gotta
5: go a little bit more high that Well, that's Pillsbury. just Sue
4: There's no, no. <laughs> Okay, guys <laughs> Well, I had fun I enjoyed finally hearing from fans Because it's been a week of just kind of work And, and, and internal leaky stuff So it was a nice to get a break and hear from all of you. Yes.
3: For sure and a half. For what? For sure and a half.
4: For sure and a half. So next week, next we're going to have week. some special interviews. We're going to be back to our regular format. You'll hear from Jason and Steve about what they think of the cover art.
3: You'll hear from Arthur Levine, who was telling us why he was crying at the end yeah, of the sure. Book. Yeah.
4: No. <laughs> okay, well, guys, we had a great time, and we can't wait to talk about this more in the future. Now, since there were so many of you that we didn't get to, I mean, we I, honestly, can you guys believe the reaction to the call for, for phone numbers and Skype names? We had
3: over 500 people want us not to call them, which is far Seriously. too many. Seriously, yeah.
4: There was just this huge rush. So. So. Those of you who are already and wanted to, re- wanted to say something and wanted to have your voice on podcast, you can still do that. Yes. You yes. need to record yourself with a one minute. If you go one minute and one second, John's going to throw it out. He's just going to hit <laughs> I delete. I will. It's right out the window, really off the balcony. It'll um, hit
3: the bums down on the street. I no, on. Okay. <laughs>
4: <John. laughs> <So. laughs> I live in Miami. Come
3: on. I
5: know, but still, you shouldn't admit that. You're abusing people on the John. street. <laughs> You're terrible.
3: <laughs> well, anyway. The bums don't have iPads.
4: John, we've missed you so much. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, so here's what you do First, you don't listen to John Noe if you want to save your soul Second, you leave us a voicemail at Pottercast Now, you can do this in a number of ways Skype, Pottercast is our name, big surprise Leave us a voicemail there
3: Which is not the preferred way
4: It's not, because you can record yourself on your computer and give us a nice quality recording And that has a much, much higher chance of getting on the show
3: It sure does. Those will all go on first. If you Google Audacity, you'll find a nice little program called Audacity that is free and very easy to set up and very fun. And you record yourself with that, save the file, attach the file to an email to staff at podcast.com. Chloe, our witchy helper, will find it and send it our way.
5: Chloe rocks.
4: We'll do that. How about we don't give any other instructions (laughs) then? That's it. Do that. Because I think we'll get enough with that method. And if you have... Most computers have an internal microphone... Some of you even have external microphones, borrow a friend's microphone, do your thing. So, reminders. What do we have? What do we have in the way of reminders? We're going to be
3: appearing at Phoenix Rising.
4: Phoenix Rising. It's going to be so much fun. Let me tell you, this week, the Phoenix Rising is shaping up to be an awesome convention. In the next couple of weeks, we will have some updates about what else we're going to be doing while we're down there um, that yes, I think some much. of you will really enjoy. Also, we'll be doing some panels. Remember, Saturday we're doing a fan podcasting panel and, and a fan journalism panel. We have our live podcast on May 17th, and I'm doing a keynote about fandom. So that that should be a, a ton of fun.
3: Well, I got to say, though, for no other reason, you need to go there for the New Orleans food. Because I'll tell you what. I was just recently in Disneyland with my good friend Kevin Kay and the lovely uh, Brianna. And we went to the... Uh, we Every... Every meal we ate, pretty much, was New Orleans-themed. And, yeah, because around the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, it's, like, kind of like New Orleans Square down there. And it's, like, everything's black and chicken and gumbo. And I had the seafood jambalaya with, like, crab and shrimp. And, oh, my God, so much stuff in it. And it's, like, if this is what even, like, a a glimpse or a, a glimmer of the New Orleans food, then, man... I'm I am not even going to bother with the Chipotle. What? <gasps> I know, I know. Well, unless they have like a blackened <laughs> Chipotle burrito. I
5: don't know. but
2: That'd this be nuts.
5: I have to go get my heart restarted right now. I'll be back. Oh, but there's so many great restaurants. <laughs> New Orleans is renowned wow. for it. And there are some great places. We will, You will love it. It's fabulous.
4: Oh, I cannot wait. If you see yeah. two ladies dancing down the street... With Hufflepuff <laughs> well, colors, a normal and, person. I don't know
2: on the other uh, end. <laughs> I'm not sure they're going to have.
3: They'll probably have some some New Orleans style food during the convention. Maybe perhaps like a blackened version of pat foot oh, stew. Well, maybe.
4: I don't know.
3: That could be good.
4: Anyway, we're going to have just a, such a fantastic time there. I can, I honestly cannot wait because New Orleans is a place I've always wanted to visit. And to get to do it with you guys is just the best ever. It's The cat's butt. It is the cat's butt. Awesome. It's Where else are we going to be? Took us. We will be. Uh, I don't know. We're going to be a prophecy. I think, be a prophecy finally, I think we can finally say this, this now. Because I think oh, yeah, the plans are finally. You'll hear more about this soon at an official leaky mug capacity, but. Yeah, We yeah, did record a Leaky
3: book three months ago.
4: We did, and it will be released soon, we hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 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 we're going to be there. <sighs> we're going to be there, we can say, with it's almost awesome. impunity at this point. Mm-hmm. That's going to be great because it'll be a huge gathering after of fans right mm-hmm. after the book comes out. Right after we've all read it. So. And I think know. it's
3: close enough to the book where we can announce where we will be during book seven. We have located a huge <laughs> borders in New Zealand. Yep. So we will be of the first people in the world I'm to a- get Deathly Hollows. Yep. And have it entirely uh, read by the time the Californians get it.
4: It'll be a 24 uh-huh. hour podcast. Yes. Where we all sit around and read the book, and it'll be very silent, and you hear everybody screaming and stuff when I stuff would happens. I'd love to go to New book. Zealand, actually. So
3: book your tickets so now for New Zealand.
4: No, John. Oh, April oh. We missed John. you, John. You, you, you missed it. You missed it. No, we have Nobody no idea what's knows. going on in book seven yet. Nobody does. It's it's uh, no. we're, we're sort of we'll trying there. to yeah. get our lives sorted out. So we'll tell you. Don't make plans yet. We'll tell you. I heard Joe know. was
3: going <laughs> to run out a <of> giant Bennegan. <laughs> do
4: they have Bennegan's in Scotland, do they? <laughs> John, I got to ask you.
3: They do have <laughs> Bennegan's in Scotland. I ha- yeah,
4: I have to ask you, John. In your absence, have you just been <laughs> storing up all this stupid junk <laughs> to say? <laughs> what? Well, no. I, you're just letting it all I go I don't now? store things. Oh, no.
5: I want to know because it's all fresh. I want to go to Edinburgh your and Scotland and Glasgow sh- and all those beautiful places and I can't imagine that they have Bennigan's I mean that's not what I'm going to be going to do
3: It would seek out a Bennigan's
5: uh-uh. I pubs. think that would be I'm going a, to a national for pubs, insult babe. I'm going you know, to forget <laughs> Bennigan's <God.
3: laughs> Happy Deathly Hallows Day <laughs> from everyone at Bennigan's
4: <laughs> What? That's
3: what they'll say that's to so you That's
4: weird Okay. They all sing at Bennegan's. Speaking of Happy Deathly Hallows Day, somebody, uh, uh, a great Harry Potter yes. fan made a cake. Mm-hmm. You guys saw it posted on Leaky. We did an interview with her, which it's you'll darling. hear on next week's show. Um, very sweet young girl. What? Adorable girl. What are we,
3: falling to Sue's News?
5: No, it's just just a what? teaser. With Excuse me for yeah, giving a
4: little sneaky. preview. I was looking at old podcasts, and I saw that we, we previewed the first Matt Lewis interview. We don't do that stuff anymore.
5: Eh.
3: Oh, let's preview something.
5: We just did. I just did. <laughs>
3: Who are you? <laughs> Tune in next <laughs> week Alone for Podcast eighty five.
5: <laughs> Come on in. Back to the John. Where Noe we future. will
3: feature many of your submitted recorded theories about Deathly Hells yeah. cover.
5: There, there you yeah. go. Okay,
4: it's the time to leave. Oh, and about time to time to go. It's wasting time. It is. Just go. You're
3: Welcome time. our new editor, Matt. Yes, hi, Matt. The M person we only
4: got the job because his name starts with an M.
3: Who has got the job for all of you? Who have also submitted interest in becoming podcast editors? Fear not, because now that I am home from vacation, uh, I will be sorting through all of those applications, and we could might as well put together a team of about ten podcast editors. <laughs>
4: Why not? Hey, about we'll give everybody
3: about twelve minutes of the show, ten minutes of the show.
4: <laughs> not a good idea.
3: And um, see what happens. No, well, no, really, there's uh, loads of opportunities for you. They may not be what you expected, but they will be fun and Harry oh, yeah. Potter related
2: lots of and stuff going on
3: super cool editing project. so if you're st- there's still a chance if you want to toss in your name into the hat but uh, look for emails this coming week
5: cool alrighty well thanks for calling everyone and we'll look forward to those those clips so see you next week
3: alright boys and gals
5: bye we've missed it
1: Dobby is free I confess myself
8: disappointed now if you don't mind I'm going to bed
6: great Scott no wonder look at the time we've been here nearly four hours Pookie how the time flies when one's having fun.
2: <laughs>